I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I hate y'all, and I'll do anything to replace y'all. Shout out to Face Mob, a ghetto boy till I'm unemployed with a day job. And kicking boxes, I kick ass, then I kick knowledge. I'm way more polished than 99% of these scholars you thought had graduated. I'm the master that masturbated on your favorite MC until the industry wanted me assassinated. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast, your host, Rod and Karen. Uh, end of the week, Wednesday, Karen. Yes, it is. That's right. Time to wrap this bad boy up with a bow. Been a pretty good week. Talk it to, has. Talked to Ty Diamond. We did. We talked to Whiskey Wine and Moonshine. And drank some Whiskey Wine and Moonshine. Mm-hmm. Everybody was uh very thirsty in the chat room yesterday. Um, So that was good. You know, getting. Yeah, if you hadn't seen it yet, go back and, and see Roderick and mm-hmm. his uh background dances. Me and my angels. uh, Roddy's angels. Uh, as, as we took on the podcast, Karen wasn't even on screen for the first time ever. I don't, she, she just jumped to the back. So. Oh, I don't mind, I don't mind jumping to the back and being the manager. Yeah, I know. That, that, y'all did, y'all did an excellent job. You like to, uh, pimp them out and, uh, <laughs> put, them on, put them on the stroll and get those views. I understand. I'm not mad at you. Oh, I was, I, hey, 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 hey. You know us. <laughs> Our love is always for sale. <laughs> Well, it's Wednesday, and, uh, you know, it's time to wrap up the week. You listen to the Black Guy Who Tips. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search for the Black Guy Who Tips. We're also on Spreecast. If you're listening to Spreecast, make sure you click the follow button. Um, oh, man, while I'm thinking about this, Karen, can you do Facebook and uh, Google Plus? I just remembered I didn't do those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, make sure you guys do all that stuff, man. Follow us on uh, on those different platforms. The Twitter for the show is TBGWT. I know we ha- we don't say it all the time because the contact information is on the website. But, uh, you know, in case you forgot, you know, uh, my Twitter is Rodimus Prime. Karen's is Say Dad Again. That is in DAT. And you can always find us on there. Um, and if you like seeing me live tweet stuff, you can follow me at, at Rod Live Tweets. Um, you know, today, this morning, I actually watched Evil Dead, the movie, and I live tweeted that. It was pretty fun. Um, a very gory movie. Uh, it was the current version, not the old, old school one, but the, the one that came out like either earlier this year or last year. Um, it was pretty good. So, uh, it was, you know, very over the top, but, uh, I think, you know, horror just might not be my genre because a lot of times shit just doesn't make sense to me. So I just found myself the whole time being like, why? Like, why, why did this work? Why did this not work? You know, why can you stop it now, but you couldn't stop it then? And, you know, why is this, this, this demon strong enough to flip a fucking car over? But the first time it just like tried to break through the window and let you escape. Like <laughs> horror is just a very bad genre for me is, you know, it's not, not really my shit, but, um, yeah, you guys can, um, like I said, check all that stuff out. Um, also check out agents of shield cast, which I'm a member of. We did another one today live on spree cast. It's always a fun time. Um, and uh yeah it's a very fun show got our first review on that podcast it's on itunes and all that stuff so agents of shield cast if you guys are watching agents of shield i say you check it out man somebody asked me is it like them thrones and it's not exactly like them thrones but it is a weekly recap and review of the show and Mm -hmm. i enjoy doing it um for people that watch the show i think you might get a kick out of it um you can also do stuff like go to the blackouttest.com vote in the polls leave comments we encourage people to do that all that stuff that keeps you involved with the show we appreciate all of it uh, we do today's show 
Well, actually, the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's show is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions, who are unfortunately responsible for the worst movie of all time I ever. Keep, I keep telling Dexter, it's not. I've seen bad movies. No, not Cloud Atlas. They're talking about Final Archive. The movie was so bad that they invited Karen and I all the way to Greensboro and paid us to talk shit about that movie. And we did. We sure did. Because we're nothing if not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a ton of shit about Final Archive. Uh, if you want to hear the audio of it, go to shadowdogproductions.com slash F-A-C-O-M dot HTML. Um, and like the link is already up on the website under sponsors. But yeah, make sure you guys go check it out. Um, it, it's, it's easy. It's fun. Like one, I think it's cool because they can make fun of themselves. Two, it's only four dollars and you get to hear us making jokes about how terrible the movie is. And I, you know, yes. and I enjoyed it too because I got, I like paid attention when we watched it. So I yeah. had questions to ask the directors about their creative choices. Uh, yeah. you know, and some of the actors and like some of the things that they did in the scenes are just like hilarious because you know it's their first film and they're working with actors that you know a lot of these guys have never take like acted before Four. and uh you know there's a part where this one brother looks directly into the camera i mean and, directly nothing <laughs> else going on it, it was like obviously that he wasn't supposed to be looking at he was looking like what the hell am i supposed to do next yeah he's like he went that way look directly into the camera um <laughs> you know there's another part where that same brother uh is supposed to like uh give a like hey such and such is in this room and wants to talk to you and then walk off but he walks in forgets that he's supposed to leave and just stands in the background scene looking hard in the eyes at both of the people that are talking to each other this is so weird he's just like huh huh like like he's watching a tennis match but uh yeah it's very fun talking shit about it man and uh it was cool of them to have us on the show it was um let's just i mean we can get right into the show today we don't have any guests we don't have any interviews no questions to ask just me and you yeah yeah um the other day i was at a bar and um this guy was giving away free e-cigarettes the e-cigarettes are those ones that like electronic they light up um i don't get why they're supposed to be healthy but i guess they are supposed to be healthy but you is you're basically smoking Do they electrocute you I don't know. I guess I you, mean, can they electrocute you? No, they don't. They can't electrocute you. I don't think so. I don't. I haven't ever heard of that. Why, why would you say that? You call them e-cigarettes? Yeah, electronic cigarettes, not yeah. electricity cigarettes. I mean, <laughs> you said electronic, like, so I'm like, I'm like, oh lord, they go kill a somebody. Of, well, does a vibrator electrocute you? It is electronic, Karen. No, right? No, uh, ah. video game controller. A lot of shit is electronic. They won't electrocute you that that didn't make sense but uh, <laughs> i don't know why my mind went that was like a cigarette you put in your mouth you puffing oh uh, well what well does it respond like a normal cigarette like it does a- like you pull on it like you know you smoke it now i don't know shit about I smoking say you pull on it yeah you pull on it that's you take a pull like when you suck in oh you know, you know nothing about some about cigarettes so, i'm looking like pull pull what when you pull on it it lights up on the end like it you know it glows like electronically and that's how people could tell you're smoking it okay and then it doesn't let out smoke from the front like other cigarettes where people complain about secondhand smoke or whatever okay 
but you just i guess are supposed to smoke the smoke down inside your lungs and hold it there and whatever like that's smoking you know um doc, i don't know shit about how smoking do you light it you don't light it it's electronic so as soon as you pull from it it starts burning the tobacco inside of it for you you know oh so you don't got to carry around a lighter or nothing like that yeah, you, you got to try to strike no match you don't even like need that. a pack of cigarettes yeah, that's why i never started smoking because i don't know how to strike a match on a pack of matches so i don't need to be doing that and sitting my hand on fire and shit no no thank you right i i understood well um uh, no dangerous no we were in a bar and in a bar like sometimes they had these giveaways you know i've gotten shot glasses koozies free beers stuff like that you know they come in a bar and this guy was giving away free electronic cigarettes and he came over to the table and it was me uh asian chris and then two white dudes and they, it was, he was like you know y'all any of y'all smoke and you know i said yes because i was just gonna give my electronic cigarette to Derek because he smokes electronic cigarettes mm-hmm. and he's trying to quit smoking regular cigarettes which i guess is supposed to be like cigarettes light i don't i don't know how ah! i don't know how cigarette it's slim yeah i don't know exactly how it's healthier but mm-hmm. people say it is i you know I, I don't know the i mean i'm sure it, there must be some effects that make it healthier but i don't know enough about it about smoking you know, to, is that like going from fried chicken to baked chicken right i guess Uh i don't know i don't know so he uh starts um you know so i'm like i'll get one for him you know and so the guy comes over and he's like you know i need your ids you know get you on a mailing list and all this stuff i was like that's fine i don't care um get your email address stuff like that not your actual address but your email address address. Mm -hmm. so um he gives everybody cigarettes and then he asked me what brand do i smoke and i wanted to have a good believable cover story so i told him i smoke newports so then he was like because you know black people smoke newports they smoke cigarettes with menthol okay. and shit did he ask you what so, level no doesn't no just he has asked me what what do you smoke i said okay. newports and then he was like okay so you want the regular cigarettes or the menthol cigarettes and menthol cigarettes it like that's what uh newports have in them but i was so like nervous because i'm lying to this dude i'm not gonna smoke this shit at all ah, no man no and i'm like uh yeah i'll take the regular and then he asked me again like you want the regular i was like yeah but then in my lie i got indignant because i was like so a black man can't try to do better for himself i'm moving over to the e-cigarettes obviously to avoid the cancer now you get mad at me because i'm saying I don't want to do menthol anymore because I'm black. No, you better than me. I don't know a damn thing about cigarettes. I know you got the 100s, the 200s, the lights, the ultra slims. I don't know a damn thing. I don't know if they come in cases or cartons. I don't know how many in the pack. I don't know nothing about cigarettes. In hindsight, I wish I told him I smoked Virginia Slims. You know? <laughs> that would have been a better deal. Yeah. Because why, why would he fucking care, right? Yeah. You know, in real life, he's not supposed to give a fuck. I mean, it's just my, you know, me telling him what I but, want. But I guess he probably wants to personally, you know, because somebody comes to cigarettes, a lot of smokers are very particular about the kind that they smoke. Yeah, but it's his job to give away these e-cigarettes. True. He's just getting paid to give them away either way. That's true, too. At the end of the night, they probably just go, how many did you give away? Okay, here's how much money you made tonight, right? That's true, too. So I was like, you know, I should have just told him anything. Like, oh, I smoke Virginia cigarette Slims. I focus Virginia Slims. He'll be like, really, Virginia Slims? I've come a long way, baby. Now give me <laughs> give me my, my e-cigarette, motherfucker. Yeah, Virginia Slims and Marlboro. That's all I know. And everybody say the Marlboro is strong. Yeah. Um, well, he uh, gives me uh, the he gives me the, the e-cigarette, right? Mm-hmm. 
and i'm like thanks dog and he's like no hold up not so fast i want you to take it out the pack take off the top and smoke it and i was like why why he's like yeah i might not want to do it right now yeah i said i'm gonna smoke it later and he's like nah you gotta smoke it right now i gotta see you smoke it and i just to make sure that it works and i was like uh i trust you it probably works and he's like nah i need you to smoke it right now and it's oh just, in case somebody get a defective kind or something like that yeah i guess i think also he didn't believe my cover story oh <laughs> yeah yeah i went from menthol to non-menthol man i fucked up <laughs> yes you did but i knew Derek don't smoke menthol cigarettes so i was like why would i get Derek the menthol when he's on walk the regular it's obvious <laughs> so then i had to pretend like i smoked like i i took a drag and I looked at him in his eyes, and I was just like, he's like, okay, it worked. And then we turned around, I was like, <sighs> got all the smoke out of my system because I didn't want to swallow it. <laughs> it smoke everywhere. Your in the breath. <laughs> yeah. Then I ran outside and gave my e-cigarettes away. Like You better than me. Yeah. I, but that's what friendship is about, Karen. You know? Now, that's, yeah, that's, I'd, I'd have fucked that all up. Yeah. I'd have like, <coughs> Man, I don't think you smoke. That's one of the, the, the hazards of hanging out with white people is like shit like that, you know? Yeah. I, you know, and the, the funny thing is that I don't mind uh, Derek and them smoking around me. I can deal with cigarettes most. That don't bother me. Well, they me. now, because of the laws, have to smoke outside most of the time. So. Oh, that is true. You know, they can't smoke in the bar and stuff. You know, so they, I mean, you can smoke an e-cigarette inside, but you can't smoke a regular cigarette inside, so. Oh, you can smoke one inside? Mm-hmm. Cause oh, the smoke cause goes direct, directly to you. Most people swallow the smoke, unlike me. You know what I mean? I, I, I shot it right back <laughs> out. Like, oh, God, I can't breathe. This is stupid. Why would anyone do this? Am I really helping Derek or am I making him more poison with cigarette smoke by giving this shit to him? I don't even know the correct moral yeah, answer. Frying the chicken and taking the skin off. Here you go. Eat, eat it without the skin. So, um, so I, like, and then I was standing by the door, and this happens to me all the time, and I, I guess this, I wonder if this happens to Felder, you know, other black dudes. Um, I was ha- standing by the door, and, uh, you know, I handed Derek the cigarette, and then, you know, I'm just waiting on him to smoke or whatever, and then we're gonna head back in. Mm-hmm. And people start walking into the bar, and everybody stops, and then looks at me, and then, like, pulls out their license. Yeah, they assume you're a bouncer. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the time. All the time. It's like, hey, hey, uh, is this, uh, is this why I pay for the club? And I'm like, no, just go. What are you talking? I don't work here. <laughs> you <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm horribly racist. No, but- no, it's, it's not that. It's just, I, I, I think it's just one of those things where I'm used to you and you're used to you and you know, your family, everybody used to you, but you know, you're tall, you're big. And you're black. And most of the time, those are all the qualifications that it takes, you know, unless you're a big, tall, white dude, mm. that it takes to be a bouncer. And, you know, you, you, you look like you have played some form of sports in the past and things like that. So it's one of those things where people just assume that if you're standing there, I I don't want to just walk past you because you might rest my ass down and stop me. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want us. But like this, if I'm the person that walks past you and you are really trying to do your job, I'm going to get hurt because I just assume that you're just a nigga standing there. I, no, I think it's racism. Uh, it's happened too many fucking times. Yeah. I'll yeah. be sitting there talking to seven white people at the door. It's all us talking. Maybe I have a drink in my hand. You know, maybe I'm sitting up against the wall. Like, it's just seven 
people talking by the door and they always stop and look at me and they come over like uh is this where i pay for the and i'm like i don't work here i'm just a black man hey, trying hey. to chill like you see this beer in my hand like i'm just hanging out like most bouncers actually stand by the door try to look menacing also i'm you know i'm not in great shape i'm not you know i'm sitting it's there's no reason you should expect that I would be ah! a bouncer. I'm not trying to intimidate your, your, anybody. Your, your perception of yourself and other people's perception is completely different. Like. I, you know what? I think JL Covan on his, uh, matter of fact, I'm sure JL will appreciate this, man. Uh, just as a sampler for his new album, Keep My Enemies Closer, I will play for y'all a track off his album. I think exemplifies this shit 100%. It's called Black Bouncer, mm-hmm. uh, Black Bouncers. And this is how I feel. Every time this shit happens to me, let me let me see if I can play. I it. see racism everywhere now, but it's not as it's not quite as bad unless you're a you know a Florida youth. But uh, we'll we'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. That won't even be timely. There'll be another dead black teenager by the time I publish this CD. This is America, after all. We never quit. Never. But I see it in subtle ways that are kind of harmless. But I, like, I like going around. I go to a lot of bars in Manhattan. And I love looking at bouncers at bars because they send you a clear message if you're, if you're looking for it. Like Bouncers in the city usually come in just two, two types, white and black. And the white bouncers, white bouncers are always the same. Six foot five, 250. Look like they spar MMA or just got done with the Expendables 3. Bad looking dudes. And then black bouncers, any size. <laughs> Any size. Any size. Some are the size of the dude in the Green Mile, others are the size of Webster. It doesn't matter. The message is clear. If you're black, you're scary. Our clientele is terrified of your skin color. Because I I just imagine going for a job as a bouncer if you're black. Like, being black is like having Harvard on a regular resume for bouncers, right? Like, you just show up and they're like, ah! Says here you have a background in black. That is fantastic. <laughs> we could always use a good man like you. No, it doesn't matter that you're four foot one and obese. Uh, you will terrify ninety eight percent of our affluent white clientele. Yeah. So that <laughs> is how it feels for real. Like. It like in like because that's the thing when you go to a club and you see a white dude that's a bouncer, you know they immediately have like a bit like a stand like they work out, probably tatted up. They have a look like they will fuck you up. They obviously are there not as part of the party or festivities. They are there to check IDs and toss out unruly drunk people. I'm just a regular ass nigga that is just hanging out and people are like, oh, you standing by the door. You must be a bouncer. Uh, so can I help you, sir? Is everything okay? Like is it, it, it really is, uh, uncanny how often this shit happens to me, man. And I'm convinced that it's cause I'm black. If I was white, same size, doing the same thing, they walk right the fuck by me. I'm sure of it. Ah, does black mean stop? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but it doesn't mean go. That's for sure. Ah! Um, it's funny too because you know somebody in chat was like, "Well, it could be the beard." I this happened before I had a beard. Like this shit is just common, man. I don't know if it happens to all black people or a lot of black people, but definitely happens. To Terry in the chat says it means stop and frisk. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know if it happens to all y'all or what, man. But 
it's definitely fucking in, like inconvenient and you know like part of me feels like i should just like take advantage but like yes yeah, ten dollars oh no 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 don't do that let me look at your license mm, okay all right yeah you can go in you can go in i probably could make a racket just standing by the door of clubs yeah. and being like ah. uh yes yeah, sir there's a fight tonight uh twenty dollars okay y'all yeah uh i don't like those shoes you don't have to go like i probably could do that but you know i just i just always go i'm not a bouncer man and then they go oh my god and i know and that the, oh my god is so like oh i'm such a horrible racist i could tell in their eyes karen i could tell <laughs> um another thing i was thinking about uh you could tell how much somebody wants something on the internet by the amount of risk they're willing to uh have when it comes to accidentally downloading the virus you know what True. i mean like albums those zip files and shit where you download an album and you're like i hope i don't unzip this shit my computer start turning red and it says the fbi is gonna show up in my house for having porn on my computer ah, and shit. i don't know shit about that i i'm the type of person because i get all your shit for you that's right because if i had to do it i'd be goddamn paying because i don't know and i'm like i know me i would get the shit that crashes and, and burns and and, yeah. and shit my shit on fire so like i wanted you. to watch the floyd mayweather fight and people were like here's a link because i couldn't get into a bar to watch it mm-hmm. so people were like here's a link here's a link here's a link and they send me the links and then the links like pop up download this player and in order to even watch this fight and it's like i should i have most the most current players i don't really need this yeah but, why is this something i want to watch this fight download save i'll play it ah. uh, execute and then all of a sudden two days later your computer's fucking smoking and the fans won't ah! turn off. It's like, man, shit. Yeah, I knew that was a arms and shit start attacking you. Yeah. That's how you can tell how much you want something. Like, if you ever right-clicked on a porn file and been like, cross my fingers, but Cherokee got a big old booty. Like, you ah! you just really wanted that shit. And you could tell because you definitely, um, you know, you definitely downloaded the virus to get it. You know? It's sad. That's true. That's why I got you around. Because, honey, I, I, like I said, I would just pay. Because I was like, you know, fuck that. That's too much of a chance. This morning I was playing basketball and uh, I was thinking about two of the biggest catastrophes that have happened in our lifetime. Uh, the first, of course, being what happened to J-Lo's booty. Uh, it's just sad. You know, Jennifer Lopez just had all that ass and then she wanted that white. On the way. Yeah, she wanted that white stardom. She wanted the white people to like her. And uh, she lost all that ass. And honestly, what does she have to show for it? To be quite honest. I mean, white people really didn't really fuck with her like that. I, I was watching her in the movie today. It was Parker. You know, Parker isn't a good movie. She, and what was she it even doing? In terrible. That? Yeah. That's how far she fell out. She was playing a real estate agent that couldn't make a sale. And I was like, that that is so symbolic of what happened to you. Losing that booty for no reason, J-Lo. None. And the second one was... The TV series finale of Lost. Okay, I get it. was weird. Yeah, people watched that show for years. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they all felt ripped off. I, f- I found a couple of Lost apologists uh, in my in my t- in my timeline today, trying to be like, "No, it still was good." People just didn't understand. No, we understood. It fucking was terrible. Um, ah! People held parties for the finale. Uh, they ran a two-hour like special before the finale. 
uh it was supposed to be this big thing and i realized that when someone tells me they're watching lost for the first time now mm-hmm. it's kind of my duty to spoil it for them so that they will never experience the shame you know they'll, they'll never actually be madder at me than they would have been at the finale and i will take that bullet for y'all okay <laughs> everybody's dead everybody is already dead y'all so stop if you started watching lost last week i know you're pissed right now i know you're like fuck rod i can't believe he did that you don't understand i just saved you hours like hundreds of hours of your time and you are fucking welcome my friend i've seen like bits and pieces but man it was so weird they was on the island they was off the island it's another group you had yeah they get off the island they gotta go back to the island oh my god it was so well, I didn't I, I that's why I tapped out. I ain't no half time with the what the fuck was going on. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that dog. Walt turned ah! Walt turned from eight to seventeen in two weeks. It ain't no fucking sense, man. And I'm sorry, but y'all had to know, man. Uh, don't watch it. Everybody is dead. Okay? It's fucking over. Stop it. Just press play on something else on Netflix. You needed to know this. Right now, you don't understand, but it's kind of like sexual assault, guys. Okay? You, ah! and I have to be brave and speak up so that the rest of y'all won't experience what I went through. Have to suffer. Y'all shouldn't suffer like all of us that got used by the show when it happened. And, and this is one of the reasons that I like anime over American TV for a large part. Yeah. And people were trying to like dispute this, but honestly, mm-hmm. y- you're either in denial or you just didn't understand how the show worked. When Lost first aired, the big thing about Lost was it has a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. So there was a ton of interviews with all the staff and the writers like, hey, what the fuck's going on? Do you, where's this story going? And they would always say, we've already written the entire series. It's going to be three seasons and we know exactly how many episodes and everything that happens is already done. Mm-hmm. They should have kept it like that. But ABC ordered like two extra more seasons. And also, in addition to those uh, ordering those two extra seasons, there was a writer strike. Oh, during that period of time. Right. Going into season four, they got eight episodes done before the writer strike. And then the rest were like during the writer strike. But the even the eight episodes they got done were these individual episodes where they kept flash forward and flash back in time um, with the cast. And some people were giving a critical acclaim. I thought it was ex- that was when the show really started to suck the worst because you had the extra episodes that they ordered and they slowed down the storytelling like they had to. Yeah, like they had a they had a kinetic pace to the story where it was all felt like it was ending, like it was bleeding somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they got this extra money, so it was like greed. You know, we got these extra episodes, the show's blowing up, the ratings are higher than we thought they would be. So now they're writing episodes like let's go talk about other uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about these two people talk that died on the, the island that had nothing to do with anything yeah. and never affected another thing in the whole the fucking series. My new characters, the lady in the background, or row E. That you didn't even know was there. Let's cover yeah. her story. Let's go talk about Hugo and those magical numbers from when he won the lottery. And it's like these episodes would be between episodes that actually had something to do with the story. So you would have like oh. a huge cliffhanger, like, wow, they they just found a bunker in the island and you know the uh, Jack got trapped down there. What's gonna happen? 
and then the next thing is like two episodes of hugo and his family and cheech as his dad and you're like why are we doing this i I hate when they do when they do that when you're talking about anime one of my favorite i like a lot of anime one of my favorite animes and it has the beginning a middle and the ending is cowboy bebop right that 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 is one of my like it comes on um what you call it tsunami and anytime it's on, I will literally, and I've seen it umpteen mm-hmm. times. I will literally sit down and watch it because the, I think what it is, and and there are some anime that this um that does that too. Naruto is very good at that. Bleach is very, very not very good, but have like those filler episodes where yeah, you, I mean, but honestly, I'm not even talking about those. But on the I'm average, talking, I'm just talking about the idea the mindset which is a story that you already know has 28 separate episodes the beginning the middle and the end yeah and when it's done it's It's done done. yeah one of the best things about anime in that you know to that point is that you end up getting completely new ideas and different series from the talented group of writers and actors and stuff like that yes you do that you wouldn't get before so all of a sudden the guys from Cowboy Bebop do Samurai Shampoo, and now I got two oh, great series. Yeah, Samurai Shampoo is excellent. Too. Right, instead of someone going, we need seventeen more episodes of Cowboy Bebop, and you know, into perpetuity. Next thing you know, like we don't get anything else. We don't get that high quality. We just watch that's the true, quality that's true. degrade, and that's what American shows do Dude, for the most part. Yeah, you know, because it's about about riding a horse to the to you know, I mean, riding the car to the wheels fall off, and it's also too, you know, there are some animes they ten episodes, twelve episodes, fifteen episodes right. and that's it you you get a beginning middle and yeah. end like you have a lot to do that because they're like this is the story this is how we're gonna tell it we're not gonna drag this on because we have other shit we want to do but it's one of those things where it could be very frustrating because the ratings when people are drawn to a show they're drawn for various reasons and then when you start dragging the shit out and trying to milk that cow you turn off a lot of people. Yeah, like I, I watch a lot of stuff on Crunchyroll now. I do too. And one of the things I like about it is I'll look at an entire series and the series might say 14 episodes and I'll watch it and I'll really enjoy it because it's short. But also they want to tell a complete story. They never just stop and have stupid ass episodes about bullshit. And, and you know, I'm really appreciative of it. Characters that don't matter. It's, it becomes very, very um, frustrating. And, and honestly, I think that uh, because of the money, a lot of people can't say no. But mm. I honestly think a lot of shows. Well, also the station has the right. Like the, a station can, like ABC can order more episodes. They can be like, "We want twenty more episodes of Shield." They can just do that. That's true too. That's yeah. That's true too. Versus yeah, I mean, goes and makes and say, "This is it. We're not doing it anymore." Yeah, but anime because of the animation and all that stuff. A lot yeah, of times, it's I already done. done. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, here's the twenty some episodes y'all ordered. Good luck. You know, I you know, but I I watched uh, lately. I watched uh, Sword Art Online. It was only about thirty episodes or so. Great. Uh, maybe even less. Maybe twenty eight. It was great, and it and it had three or four different storylines, but it all kind of wrapped up in a conclusion. And I was like, that makes sense, and it was cool. Another show I watched, Gargantia the Verdurious Planet. I seen that it was it was it was dope. It was only like twelve episodes. Like you don't need seventy five thousand episodes like Lost did, and you just you lose your way when it's like, all right, man, we had a story, but fuck that. 
we got to get this money you know so that you know and honestly when anime falls off like you were bringing up naruto 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 and bleach i i don't like those as much anymore because of the, not, the filler not like, as much i used to really, it used really to be, be a you know, fan but mm-hmm. but i'm like you like they'll get to a cliffhanger or a big battle you get in the middle of something you're like oh shit what's gonna happen and then we get three episodes of naruto floating through the forest or either him going on pointless missions right or either in the middle of bleach you get to the point where it's like an epic battle and you're like oh shit now i can't wait till the next episode right and then you got stupid shit happen at the soul society and it's one of those things where sometimes it has gotten to the point with both of those but i can tell more with bleach than naruto at the very beginning, I'd be like, okay, this is the fifth episode. Because you, right. because you immediately are, are veering off from the storyline. And I could see if you were given a flashback. Because sometimes they've done that. You, you're like, what the fuck is this? You're like, okay, this this is really connected. Right, and the thing but is. But a lot of times they're not. And the thing is, like, with Bleach, it won't even be connected. They don't no. even tell you. It's just like a Halloween episode. It's like, you just had the fate of the world on the balance. Now there's three episodes about the Halloween costume dress up party like it's like it's actually almost offensive like yes it is because you're I, I wasting think, my time yeah i think i have like six or seven episodes saved on the on the dvr right now because i just lost interest um because yeah, we used to really really stay on top of that when they stayed on the storyline and naruto to me it's like they actually started doing filler that related to the story but it was also after a whole lot of episodes that didn't have shit to do with the main story. Yeah, and I bet you people ought to complain to shit like that. Now, if there's a filler, it's literally related. Yeah. I don't mind those fillers, but I hate it I, when, I, when I they still, were off. I still kind of mind them, to be honest. Like, a lot of them don't move it up enough. And, and well, that's true. That's true. And, it's, if, and if, it still feels like a cash grab. You like, you you know, this. you had this big storyline that's coming to a head, and then all of a sudden there's 12 episodes about a small village where Naruto meets a kid and learns how to climb trees. He's like, man, this is bullshit. Like, y'all know that ah! this, y'all know that this shit has nothing to do with the story. It's fucking offensive, man. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And I, I don't like when, a, you know, I don't like when anime does it. It doesn't do it as often. No, you know, no, no. Most and most animes don't. Most animes literally have a beginning, middle, end. Or a lot of animes just one big story. Yeah, but I definitely don't like the shit when American TV does it. Like it's like, and it happens a lot with uh with American TV, man. Like, uh, where it's just all of a sudden we have seven seasons of something that probably like look at Dexter. Does Dexter need all those fucking seasons? You know, no. the shit gets unraveled by the end. The, the storylines and the plots that they set up in the beginning don't come to fruition. No, things get out of control. Um. You know, even, um, what was the other shit I was watching? Um, uh, even something like Breaking Bad, which is very great, well written and stuff. There's certain liberties they take with the characters where it's almost like, well, this wouldn't happen in the universe y'all set up at the beginning of this show. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the show it was a much more tighter universe. Sons of Anarchy is doing it right now. You know, they started last season and the whole thing was like, yes, remember, uh, the the police are looking down on you guys out on parole. They can lock you up for a ticket, put you all back in prison for this murder beat trial. Y'all haven't beat everything on this racketeer. These motherfuckers have been out killing people in broad daylight for the last like twenty seven episodes. It's, there's just no continuity to these worlds that they build. So you know it's it's kind of it's it's terrible, man. It really is. And somebody was asking what anime is. Anime is basically Japanese cartoons. Yeah, basically. Uh, heroes. 
like that was one of the worst of just we ran out of shit but we need to keep oh, making man. more episodes i enjoyed heroes when they first like roger watched it all the way to the end i tried but it had got to the point where okay i could do this and now i'm in the same situation but i do something different and i'm like well you didn't set these standards i didn't know he could do this yeah I don't understand, and I was like, and I, I literally tapped out of Heroes. Heroes could have been great, though. Cause yes, because the other thing with Heroes is that there's already these blueprints in me in like other genres and comic books and stuff that they could have followed. They could have tried to do like a team up. They could have tried to see about doing uniforms. They could have tried to see about you know when they went public. That could have been a huge thing, but instead they ended with them going public, and that's the end of the show. You know, like. Uh, there's way too much like, uh, we need to do this. No, we can't do that. We need to get back. This guy has certain powers. Now he doesn't have his powers. How does his powers work? No one yeah. understands powers. It's just it shit was like so that. So confusing. And also, I think for me, in, in, in especially here in America, I, I, I see it a lot. It frustrates me when the people who create things, Mm-hmm. You you got this idea. You create things. Then you have people who don't have shit to do with creativity. Really don't understand how creativity works. All they will know is at the end of the day they want money. And a lot of times these people will come in to a lot of American stuff and tell them what they can and cannot do sometimes. And they don't realize that what they what you're telling me will stifle or stop my creativity. And it's not what the people want. But you don't give a fuck. And then you ruin it. And then you turn around and blame me for badass writing. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I think it's a collective failure sometimes. Yes, I think it is. A lot of times people have good ideas, they just don't know where to go with it because basically you have to write, you know, a certain amount of episodes in a certain period of time. You get those green lighted, right? Yes. Like you write a pilot, then you get that picked up. Then they're like, "All right, we need 13 episodes." You write 13 episodes. If that shit is successful, then they're like, "Oh, we want 20 more." Yeah. So a lot of times, like, that's where you start seeing these drop-offs occur because it's like, uh, I got to come up with 20 more episodes oh. of this shit. I got to come up with two more seasons. You know, I think a lot of these people aren't prepared to really. And, and I think a lot of them get into it with the idea of I want to create something great, but they aren't really prepared to write 20 episodes of this shit or three seasons of this shit that's true versus people who have really done it done it for anticipative time right like josh whedon a lot and the the thing about it is that i really hope that this new series he has makes it because he's a actually good writer well even josh whedon his brother's writing it like so Ah. his name is on ages of shield but his brother is writing it okay Um, but it's just but even still you bring in different directors you have different budgets you have special effects like there's a lot of stuff that goes a lot of moving parts in these tv shows but if they would look at anime as like a pair like what we want to like imitate that stuff isn't as bad because it's like we know from the beginning we're gonna do 28 episodes let's just write them all get the story tight get it you know put put it exactly how we want it release it and then all if you like these artists if you like the writers if you like the people who created it you follow them to their next project yes it just makes so much more sense how it's done compared to american tv where shit turns into he-man and the fucking fighting Skeletor for 17 years. Like, fuck this. <laughs> and you don't keep those writers tied up in the shit for 15 years. Yeah, they can move on to other things, man. I think that's why you find a lot of these dudes like doing movies more than TV shows. You know, that's why. Yeah, I think, because they could go in and do their shit and bounce. Yeah, I think you find guys like J.J. Abrams being like, I'll do Star Trek and Star Wars. Because you got that kind of opportunity. 
when you are tied into things that have like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you can move on to a new project, as opposed to these, some of these shows, they go on forever. You know, they get new writers, they get new directors, and all of a sudden the shit isn't good. And it's like, yeah, cause y'all strung it out way too fucking long. Uh, we have articles. Mm-hmm. Speaking of TV shows, South Park is set to miss their air date for the first time ever due to a power outage. I know they upset. For people that don't understand, uh, South Park, 20 years. <laughs> 13 years, the 13 years, uh, South Park creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they pride themselves. There's even a documentary on it. They turn around episodes in exactly six days. Okay. And that's why a lot of their references and jokes are so timely. Yeah. Like they're super current. Mm-hmm. So they give them to Comedy Central just hours before it's set to air. Comedy Central puts it on the air and then boom. That's how you get South Park for, I think, the last 17 seasons, uh, or 13 of the last 17 seasons. Um, but because they had a power outage, this is the first time that will not happen. Uh, tonight's episode, Goth Kids 3, Dawn of the Posers. Won't be airing because of a power outage at South Park Studios last night. It forced production to shut down for three hours. It's crazy how close they cut it, right? Yes. Like, can you imagine, like, <laughs> can you imagine they were like, yeah, we still got to film, like, two scenes for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then we'll be ready to go in two hours. <laughs> you know? like I, I, know, I know they ain't the generator going out. <laughs> like, if 24 was ba- basically a reality show, you know? Yes. On Tuesday night, South Park Studios lost power from animation to rendering, editing, and sound. And all of our computers are down for hours, and we were unable to finish episode 1704, Goth Kids 3, Power of the Posers, in time for air tonight. Trey Parker said, it sucks to miss an air date, but after all those years of tempting fate by delivering the show last minute, I guess it was bound to happen. So they'll be doing a encore presentation of a different show, uh, Scott Tenement Must Die. But uh yeah, I just thought that was crazy, man. Um What a record. Yeah, it'll it'll move to next week instead. Uh let's talk about the big news everybody's been talking about. Mm-hmm. The Senate and the White House. They passed a last minute budget deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh now they need Congress to approve it. The White House is urging quick congressional approval of a deal to raise the debt ceiling and end the partial government shutdown. White House spokesman Jay Carney says the deal reached by Senate leaders achieves what necessary was necessary to reopen the government, remove the threat of default, and move past brinksmanship. But the thing that's so fucking frustrating is that we go, okay, yay, mm-hmm. but we're gonna be going through this shit again in January. Oh, really? Yes. Everything is like, yeah, we're gonna open up the government right now. Mm-hmm. But this, what we're talking about right here is, you know, is going into January. Do this shit where it's gone. Like, kicking it down the road six months, kicking it down the road three months. Like, that's what's causing all the anguish because they're like, hey, one day y'all going to do this shit and it's not going to pass. Like, yeah. What, well, also, what do you do? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do, though? Like, one side is being children. They will not fucking do this. They're going to have a tantrum every time. Like, hopefully this breaks them. Yeah. Because it's built into the system to have these budgets, you know, reviewed mm-hmm. every so often. You're never going to change that. But hopefully this has bro- broken them of trying to shut the government down because it's very unpopular. Yes, it is. They're not getting anything that they want. No. I mean, and then the things that they uh, want to achieve 
these tea party ideals are simply not feasible they're, they're like they're thought of by people who have no idea of government and just no appreciation of government at all Mm-mm. so the very concept is reveal like is is just very uh they 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 hate the concept of government in general and so it's like we're gonna get rid of obamacare through this and it's like okay it's called affordable care act but you do realize this won't get rid of shit it's like i don't give a fuck we're gonna get rid of it and it's like i don't know who you guys think you're playing to but there ain't enough tea party people in the world to keep y'all in office like Mm-mm. you know yeah, you're I'm, gonna I'm, fuck around and piss off real constituents who are like yeah this is cool and all but the, i need the government functions back i need my job i need you know i need a lot of shit like i need y'all guys to get back to fucking work yeah we, we don't give a fuck about you trying to shut some shit down and the thing about it is that also to me personally it shows the arrogance of the people that decide to shut the government down it shows their arrogance and their um how stupid they are not to realize that we affect the world mm-hmm. so us shutting shit down affects everybody else and it's one of the things where it's like dog you got other countries coming out going y'all need to get y'all shit together y'all need to get y'all shit together if y'all default y'all gonna fed up affect us if y'all default y'all gonna affect this it's like nigga we'll give a fuck we wish we wish we, we you know and and, and also what's very idi- idiotic to me is when people go well we ought to treat the federal government like i do my own personal budget what the fuck that makes no goddamn sense yeah I, I, right there's a lot of like just not just that but like they really haven't thought it through because they don't understand you can't do some of this shit no you know like it's like it's not even a matter of hey uh you know if you if you hold if they hold out on the budget long enough the president will have to repeal the affordable care act that that's never even been on the fucking table it like they set themselves up for failure from the beginning because the only thing it's going to look like is that they relented. There's nothing in these deals that they're going to get that will make them look better. You no, know, the, uh, uh. we, we, we want to review the cut, spending uh, cuts. They offered that from the jump. You know, they offered these things from the jump. Like, here's some things we can look at. But they're not going to get a repeal of unemployment, repeal of uh welfare repeal of why i mean you know and, and, the, and the thing is that if when somebody people go go turn around and go y'all ain't gonna fuck about the poor they're gonna all know what you talk well you cutting all the programs that help and assist anybody regardless of the color of their skin because it's not just a black and brown thing mm-hmm. you know people lose their jobs and all of a sudden you go from two years of unemployment to three weeks of unemployment um, but when I tell you, you don't give a fuck about the poor, you look at me like I'm motherfucking crazy. Yeah, but I, I mean, so anyway, uh, Carney says agreement is bipartisan. And President Barack Obama is looking for Congress to act so he can sign and remove the threat to the economy. Obama spokesman is praising Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid and Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell for working together. Of course, you knew somebody was going to want to take the praise. Um, yeah, a lot of people been giving him the side eye. Yeah, which is funny because uh, what a lot of this is going to turn into because they waited so long. This will no longer be about Mitch McConnell and Harry Reid getting the credit. It's going to be about Mitch McConnell taking the blame because they really didn't get any major concessions mm-hmm. 
for america the things that they say they went into this for and it's gonna look like he's the one who capitulated because i guarantee you're gonna have a lot of uh senators who won't even vote on this so that they can save face so you're gonna have people like uh cruz who are gonna be like i'm not gonna i'm gonna put in a no vote which is where you basically say i I don't vote against it but i'm not voting for it so they can go i didn't vote for this i didn't vote for this deal but mitch mcconnell did you know what i mean it's like yeah like it's now they've gotten to the point where they're taking the l just for doing what had to be done Reid announced a deal at the start of Wednesday's Senate session. The agreement would reopen the government through January 15th and increase the nation's borrowing authority through February 7th. So another possibility of another one of these going on in January. Uh, yeah, Although I hope that after this one, people will actually be like, no, I'm fucking yeah, sick if, of this. Yeah, and if you they guys start is, talking about some shutdown again, y'all motherfuckers going to lose them seats. It was like, I don't care who the other guy is. It ain't you. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, you guys as senators need to stop. Like, yes. Like, you know, the economy not, matters. Last time you guys made all these promises and you didn't fulfill any of these. You didn't, uh, you know, you ended up capitulating anyway. And you guys were running around in the media talking about maybe we don't need to increase the butt, the debt ceiling. It doesn't matter to us, you know, like, but, but it, it does matter to them. Obviously it matters. It matters not, it just matters. The, Karen, it's not even about the truth of the matter. What I'm saying oh, is okay. they pitched this to their constituents as we're fighting for you. Hell, we might not even need to worry about a debt ceiling because what happens? Maybe we need the default. Maybe that's what America needs. And then at the end of the day, they end up capitulating on a deal that is pretty much the same fucking deal that was offered to them from day one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, even if you believe them, you're walking away like y'all so y'all gave up you know like this is a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a loss for them no matter how you spin it this is fucking stupid that they even started fighting this battle and i feel like it's because you know the tea party influence just took control of that party so long ago and moved them so far away from center that it's really difficult for anyone to support a lot of the shit that they do man mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's another thing that's gonna really get McConnell, I mean, yeah, Mitch McConnell in trouble. <clears throat> the final Reed McConnell deal to end the government shutdown and to avoid hitting the debt ceiling includes a few other provisions. One is mandating a budget conference. Another sets new rules for income verification on Obamacare, or the Affordable Care Act. Way to go, Daily Beast. And the third author- authorizes almost $2 billion in additional funding for a dam in Kentucky. Oh, that's not that damn in Kentucky, though. One of these things is doing its own thing. One of these yeah. things is not the same. Where, where did Kentucky come from? The home state of major, minority leader Mitch McConnell, Republican. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he was like, "I'm not doing shit till y'all approve this damn I've been trying to get y'all. I got to come back. I got to come back with two million dollars, or I'm gonna look like a fool." John McCain, who's been trying to prove he's the rightest of the right since uh, he tried to run for president. Of course. Uh, McCain trashed the provision to the Daily Beast. These people are like alcoholics. They can't resist taking a drink. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It should have gone through normal legislative process. It's their legislative reputation even more. Uh, it makes it even more difficult for me to vote for the overall bill, which I will. <laughs> It shows that there are people in this body who are willing to use any occasion to get outrageous pork barrel projects done at the cost of millions and millions of dollars is discussion. Yeah. Disgusting. And and the thing about it, he's like, I really don't want to, but 
I can't, uh, I can't let you fool shut this, shut the government down with some bullshit. But this is the deal he made. I will be the face that takes the blame if you basically can assure that I will be reelected because I can go back to my home state and be like, hey, y'all, look at this $2 billion worth of jobs and revenue that I got for our state yep. from the government. That's right. From, you know, from the same government who y'all stick y'all middle fingers up and say, fuck you. We don't right. need shit from you. The same, right. The same government that, you know, you want to cut people's benefits from unless that benefit is $2 billion for a works project that benefits your state. Right. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's going to basically build uh, some type of bridge or some shit, man, like just uh, a dam or whatever. And, and, like, ships will be able to go through Ohio and it'll increase, like, you know, how much people can, uh, you know, how much business can go through the river. And all. it's like, what kind of bullshit is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. McConnell's spokesman says the importance of the Olmstead Locks and Dam project is not only to Kentucky's economy, but the nation's. Uh, okay i'm in north carolina what the fuck that got to do with me down here not a damn thing yeah okay so yeah i thought that was interesting thought that was interesting um did you know the new workplace discrimination karen is against porn stars act like this is something new oh it is something new karen because it's actually against former porn stars it's getting to the time in the world where you can't even suck a few dicks and go back to regular nine to five, Karen. Uh, people have always discriminated against people that have done this. When Gage retired from the adult industry in 2005, oh, I remember that. She was missed. Mm. Ah! Throw a shout out to Gage. Nobody takes on a bas- basketball team fresh off the court like Gage, you know. Oh, Just- Lord. Always willing to put herself into a work, you know, small girl. But, you know, it's not the size of the fuck in the girl. I mean, wait, it's not the size of the girl in the fuck. It's the size of the fuck in the girl. If you know what I mean, people. Ah! True overachiever. She had big plans for her post porn career. A four foot 11 Arkansas native best known for her signature move. She's short. Yeah, four foot 11. Best known for her na- uh, her her signature move, receiving anal sex while doing a handstand. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> anal popping on a handstand. Gage abruptly left the industry after shooting more than a hundred and forty films due to a contract dispute with her management company. Although she enjoyed her four year stint in front of the count four years. Wow, that's a lot of work. One hundred forty films in four years. She was putting it in. Mm-hmm. She's putting it in a lot putting a lot of stuff in yeah and out sometimes multiple people putting it in uh four years standing (laughs) in front of the camera uh uh she wanted to take time off to prove to herself that she could succeed in other avenues Mm -hmm. some girls enter the business without a long-term plan or maybe they think they can't do anything else she says i was never like that i always thought i could do anything after a few years of saving money through feature dancing gage went to school to get her certification as a surgical tech Reaching the top of her class and logging double her required hours in the process. Then an anesthesia tech recognized her and word spread through the hospital staff that a porn star was among their ranks. Okay, she's not fucking under y'all. Everybody wanted me in their room, but they started treating me like shit. They made me feel like I was contaminating everything. By the time she was set to graduate, no one in the hospital would sign off on her required hours. Wow. 
Wow. Exactly, Karen. See, now you see. This is real. Although the hospital eventually issued Gage an apology, she felt both wounded and perplexed by the the experience. I'm thinking, why isn't anybody asking the anesthesia tech how he recognized me? Okay, so what? I'm the provider and you're the freaking consumer? Why is it, why is what I did so much more wrong than what you did? Hurt but still undeterred, Gage went to criminal justice school. Well, what happened to anesthesiology? She did get him to sign off, right? Huh. Yeah, but but but, but, like, but it probably took them so long and stuff. Mm. It's one of those things where they was like, you go apply for a job. They was like, no. She went to criminal justice school and then makeup artist school. When she applied for jobs, she'd been passed over in favor of someone with less experience and training. When she went to church services with her husband and teenage stepchildren, she lived in constant fear of being recognized. After eight years of this treatment, at the age of 33, she decided to return to the porn industry, announcing her comeback film in Browsers with Browsers in an uh, interview with porn blogger and director Billy Watson. I ended up getting so fed up with the way I was being treated. She told me the week after she announced her comeback, I have a family now. And if I've exhausted all my avenues, the only thing left in the industry is I'm just like, well, look, I've tried this. I've tried that. Yeah, at the year is 2013. I've been going to school since 2007. What am I supposed to do? You know, now the thing I'm wondering, too, is like, could this be an elaborate excuse to tell her husband and stepkids like I got to get back to fucking? You know, this shit is boring. You know, nobody's fucking me at my jobs. It's crazy. No, you know, and, and maybe it's me. I really do believe that she was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm married. I know I got kids. I'm trying to move on. And my people life. wouldn't let her move on. Yeah, she was like, every time I try to apply for a job, you have somebody to jacked off to me. And all of a sudden, everybody think I'm fucking them. And now I have to deal with the discrimination of people recognizing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. People just want to let the porn is, star move on. And my thing is this. And I think the thing that really, really, um, I guess, frustrates me. Here in America, we have a huge hang about sex and sexuality and all that stuff. And it's one of those things where there are plenty of people that have fucked and fucked on film being amateur and pros. But a lot of them are able to go on and move with their lives. But it's but because she's recognized, all of a sudden, it's discrimination. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where she was smart. She did done a lawsuit or some shit like that because that's ridiculous. It is. It is. Because man. I don't give a fuck who I fucked in the past or what I've done in the past. If I've met your requirements and I've done everything that you required of me and I have not done anything that's, you know, against the law. Because me fucking on film is not against the law. Mm-hmm. Um, you if I'm not actively sucking dicks while taking now. temperatures, I feel like, you know, we got to move on from this. We sure do at this point in time. And people are very judgmental and hypocritical with that shit. Yes, they are. You now, know? now you judging me. Shit, she got paid for. There's a lot of people that fuck for free and done a lot of sh- shit worse than she has. And you out there doing it for free. You think uh, her teenage stepchildren jack off to her porn? It's a possibility. Gage is quick to note that porn is not a plan B for her. For the most part, she enjoyed her time in the industry and respected the people she worked with. Yet her frustrations over having been denied a life outside of porn is palpable. I left because I wanted to prove to myself that I could succeed in other avenues, she says. A not-so-subtle hint of irony in her husky southern twang. And I did, but I guess I succeeded a little better in porn. Gage's post-porn trajectory is far from unusual. The adult industry has, for lack of a better term, a particularly high recidivism rate, especially for performers who have achieved a certain level of name recognition. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully this, gives, hopefully this does give me a little bit of glimmer of hope that caramel is out there somewhere struggling (laughs) 
to make ends meet in her nine to five and only one choice left and, and to get back on the polls and uh i hope that it happens i'm sorry <laughs> but i need your dreams not to come true so my dreams can come true ah! so it's a weird relationship we got it's a real relationship uh whether they like gauge continue whether they like gauge continue to perform on the feature dancing circuit or as financially shrewd as jenna jameson who used her performance earnings to start her own multi-million dollar production company performers can stay in the industry for years regardless of whether they're still in front of the camera yeah even jenna jameson wanted to be like a real actress and didn't really get the uh respect that she felt she deserved mm-hmm. and uh lately um oh what is that girl's name sasha gray has gotten a couple of real acting roles in movies um and people are looking at her like maybe she could be the first real porn star to transition to acting like for real real over but even with her you know there she had you know a couple she had uh um the girlfriend experience which is her being a call girl and then uh she had entourage where she played herself so she's still kind of stuck in that role of a porn star or call girl. Like, it's not like she played, you oh. know, uh, just random chick number three in somebody's romantic comedy movie. That's that's true, too. Gage's post-porn trajectory is far from unusual. The adult industry has, for lack of a better term. Oh, wait. For actors still at peak performing age as Gage. Oh. What? Yes, Karen? Oh, no, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Over in uh, Japan... Isn't it a little different? Don't a lot of those dead porn stars actually go into acting and can do other things? And it's some like some of them can, but at the same time, Japan blots out genitals and shit in their porn. They have some weird moral hangups too. Like okay, you know, so that you know it can be, yeah, that can work both ways. But the That's thing the is, if a porn star is recognized in public in Japan, like uh some some of the girls over there. It's actually seen like as a cool thing, like oh, it's Hitomi Tanaka, you know, like she okay. she's as famous. Over here, it's considered more shameful. Yeah, like, she's as famous as if like oh, I saw Leonardo DiCaprio on the fucking subway. I saw ah, Hitomi Tanaka on the subway. Yeah. This that was awesome. Not oh my god, you suck so many dicks, but like oh my god, I'm a big fan of yours, you know. Ah, okay. So it's like oh, it's a completely different culture with a kind of a reverence for that kind of shit um but like i said they also blur out dicks and pussies so do we really you know i don't really know how how cool you know how how yeah. cool they are about the shit either they have some hangups obviously too it's not like we don't i mean it's like the first time that Jap- japanese people have sex do they are they shocked that there's no pixels down there like ah i mean it, it seems Wait a minute there's no pixels across your dick. Yeah, I went to go take a piss and there were no pixels down there. Like, they, mm-hmm. everybody knows what the fuck is down there. What's the pixels for? I don't get it. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's like a very archaic law. In that, case kids get a hold of it. Yeah. You know, somebody was uh, on my timeline on Facebook was like, well, they actually is for the pubic hair, not the vagina. They're wrong. I've seen. Oh, they blot out everything. I, no, no. I have seen enough Japanese porn where they actually have porn that is pro pubic hair and they show the pubic hair they just don't show the vaginas True. like they don't show the point of entry they don't show the holes like yeah, but, it, yeah. It, it's not about pubic hair i've and mm-hmm. it's actually about it's an archaic law that was passed ironically because americans and and the english people came over there and were trying to you know 
give the Japanese people some of that good old Christian values. And they were like, it's immoral and shit like that. So the emperor like passed a law that banned it. Then eventually it, over years and years, it's been downgraded to like, well, we just pixel it out. We just pixel out just the fucking. But, you know, and even that is for porn that is being exported. Like that is not porn that's supposed to be seen inside Japan where it's still uh supposed to be illegal. So, yeah, yeah, I do my research. Porn is sore. Uh, for actors still at peak performing age, such as Gage, when she retired, there are many reasons why one would be attracted to the industry. Money, notoriety, moderate flexibility when it comes to working hours. Yet those who are looking to transition into a nine to five desk job will most likely find themselves blocked at every turn. At every job you apply for, you either will have to disclose your background and chance not even getting a shot at an interview or hide your past and prove yourself, hoping that when the truth comes out, you'll be kept on, said Sydney Loftus, the editor of porn website Luke is Back and a 20-year industry vet. Yeah, that's weird, too, because, like, what do you put on your resume if you've been fucking people for 10 years or four years or whatever? Like, yeah, because second you put porn star, a lot of people are going to go, nope. Yeah. What was your past occupation? Well, um, I was in some like it black, uh, number 20. Um, I also ah, was in black street hookers. Yeah. It was, uh, freaks, hoes and flows 17. 45. And they brought me back for 19. As you want to call <laughs> Jake Steed for my references, I'm sure he can bust a very awkward porn rap for you and let you know ah! exactly how I gets down. Like, what is that? Hey, uh, this is, uh, John from Bank of America. I was calling about Gage and, uh, wanted to know what it was like working with her and, uh, how, what her temperament is around the office. Oh, man. What? She was so good. She could suck a dick to the balls, man. Oh, Lord. But, and, and the thing about it is that a lot of times if they do find jobs, they're in like the low paid, industries you know it's like mm-hmm. food services and shit like that like maybe i don't know and I, then now mm-hmm. like now like every job just by just like background checks so even those places be like you know what no you ain't from no pancakes here well to be honest i don't know that karen i don't know what jobs they, they find you know if they're looking for an office job they could if they're qualified if they're taking their money they're going to college and shit like that i mean yeah, yeah. they could be getting good jobs hiding their background and then getting caught and that's true. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, you're a real estate person, but um, uh, um, or, uh, we was looking at your real estate poster, and it looks very awful, uh, awfully like uh, where the boys aren't seventeen. Yeah, you gotta go. Ah. I will not buy a home from someone that I know sucks dicks. Now I will buy a home from someone I suspect sucks some dicks, but I know you suck some ah. dicks. Like, uh, people are just hypocrites like that. Yes, they are. Given how much attention the media has devoted to the mainstream of porn, it's tempting to hope that more progressive employers would be willing to turn a blind eye to a smutty title or two in someone's resume. But even in a world where hardcore performers like Sasha Gray and James Dean can be cast in major indie films, where with certain circles here suit golden age stars like Ron Jeremy are as beloved as Mickey Mouse, there's still a great deal of stigma attached to the industry. Loftus says that while there's more acceptance of those coming from the adult world in the mainstream entertainment films, generally speaking, if you go into porn, you will need to make a living in some part of the field for the rest of your life or open your own business because the average Joe is not going to hire you. That's true, and I wonder what's the ratio between men and women. Because, you know, most of the men, unless you do, like, gay porn, are not, like, you know what I mean, real well-known. Uh, no, that's wrong. Most of the men are very well-known. Well, the ones that last, 
well yeah because it's like six niggas that do all porn yeah just but i don't but, know where they go afterwards but i'm but assuming yeah, but, that they don't they really move on well either because if you've been in every like that's the thing a woman can come in do a month of porn maybe she does 10 videos um maybe she isn't even that popular i would be willing to say that the majority of women that aren't like huge stars could probably move on you know you probably can move on fine but uh byron long will never not be known as the dude that fucks chicks ever well that's true now he because because the dudes are there's even less dudes than women yeah, because you have a handful of dudes. You have every now and then you have dudes that are in and out, but but any dudes that have any form of longevity, you do know who they are. Yeah, they get paid less, but they're in everything because they they act more. You know, they perform uh, more. So okay, they, they, I, I guarantee it would be way harder for like I don't know what Delvin Weed's up to now, but I got a problem. I'm willing to bet that nigga manager. Yeah, I'm willing to bet he can't just show up in a fucking suit. And get a job. I'm sorry. You're never going to see him handling <laughs> you your account. The meetings. Yeah. You won't be handling your account at Wachovia or some shit. Like, you, no. <laughs> it's fucking obvious. Hello, this is Wesley Pikes. How may I help you? <laughs> right. That's not happening. <laughs> you want me to make this process serve alone? Nash, deal. No? Okay. <laughs> no. Right. They'll be like, uh, Mr. Pipes, uh, we're going to need for you to take that uh, cap off. Right. Uh, Mr. Pipes, can you please... Uh, transfer me to the uh customer service line uh you want me to make it nasty or no uh no, no. just don't make it can they, you not they, say they, that like uh sir sir um uh we have we we they're gonna have to they're gonna have to because you mentioned him in the office place they got to pass laws uh right. do not say nasty net na- the words nasty is banned yeah uh, i actually will upgrade my cable to the 300 pa- package oh that's a grown woman 300 package right there oh yeah that 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 mm-hmm. four hundred level, that level is nasty. So you gonna you got some kids that's gonna be watching this TV? Let them see it. I'm like, come on, man. Ah! What are you doing? This is not. What? Are you, this is terrible. We've been getting complaints about you harassing all the female customers you have, Mister Pipes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. There's some. You know. There's a lot of people that just can't move on. I think also there's gonna be some people that just can't move on because it's probably a easier job it probably is a better honestly probably way more exciting and better than a nine to five on some levels you know like on some level i can see how a nine to five would be born if you've been living a lifestyle where you, you able to do, do whatever what you, the fuck you yeah, want to do and set your own hours and sign your own contract you know what i'm saying yeah. and make more make more, more money, money in a couple and days hours than, than, than somebody else in a fucking 40 hour work week through a whole month i can see yes, how you go back yes, to this shit sir. Uh, thanks to the widespread availability of porn clips on streaming sites like PornTube and Tube 8, it's become increasingly difficult for former stars to conceal their past from their employees. Stacey Hollis, an, Ox- of an Oxford, California middle school teacher who went by the professional name Tiffany Six, is the most recent example of this phenomenon. A science teacher at Haydock Intermediate School, Hollis was fired after a student found one of her videos on the net. When she fought her termination in court, her appeal was denied by a three-judge panel, one of whom wrote in a nice, in a 46-page statement, the ongoing availability of her pornographic materials on the Internet will continue to impede Hollis from being an effective teacher and respected colleague. And I think that's sad. Yeah, I know. Because if she ain't... And the sad part is she was the, the students. Yeah, the sad part she's the only teacher that wasn't fucking the students. So that, that's what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. I, I'm the porn star. I'm not fucking the students, but you rather get rid of me 
and bring somebody else less qualified in here and have them fuck the students. Okay. Adult st- film star Houston uh, was let go from her real estate job for five years under similar circumstances after a co-worker recognized her it was a new home i was a new home salesperson they had me in two communities i was working my ass off says houston who was used to working her ass in you know what i'm saying guys come on up top uh pretty enough the story of a houston gangbang queen was a memoir that she wrote i had i had dyed my hair dark i had gained weight i didn't really look like houston anymore i was always incognito and always tried to hide like I still do today. After she lost her job in 2008, she considered pursuing legal action against her employer. Ultimately, she decided against it out of fear of being blacklisted by the real estate community. Gage, too, says she contacted adult entertainment nonprofit, the Free Speech Coalition, which referred her to the ACLU after she was let go from her volunteer job. Unfortunately, the employee discrimination case involves sex workers are usually very, very difficult to win, says adult entertainment lawyer Michael Fatarossi. I think that's sad. Under current discrimination laws, there are no protection for former sex workers and firing someone for their porn past is like, it's not like saying we're letting you go because you're black or Jewish or you wore a turban. Those things are not a result of your life choice that you made. And being a sex worker is an employer, an employee who like Hallis failed to disclose a porn past on his or her resume would be compromised even further. The employer would argue that the employee had been hired under false pretenses, leading the court to side in their favor. So, wow, man, it's crazy, man. And it's, it's to me, I don't know. It's, it's it's just sad, and 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 it wouldn't surprise me within the next, I say, ten to fifteen years, if a lot of this starts to change. Because you have a lot of people doing home porn and honestly putting porn out on all these sites and things are home made. And, you know, no, you might not, you know, be as big as Janet Jack me, but, you know, you might have a web, web porn series, all kinds of stuff that people get into, videos, chats and all that stuff. So it, it's going to get to the point where so many people are going to be quote unquote attached to the sex industry that what you're going to do is just going to just ban uh, a, a, a large percentage of the American public from working. Yeah. Yep. Like, so. like I could see this actually changing. People go, okay, as long as you're not breaking no laws and fucking the students and and fucking your coworkers, you good. Uh, speaking of e-cigarettes, European Union declares electronic cigarettes are not medicinal. So, sorry, Derek. Um, e-cigs are barely regulated. The few studies that have been performed indicate that the vapor from certain brands contain carcinogens, including formaldehyde and a bunch of shit i can't pronounce but insects are so new that they they have so recently become popular that the laws and regulations are struggling to catch up so it sounds like they just found a new cigarette yeah you know form of it it's good for you it makes you feel great and then you find out all of a sudden it's killing you you too twice as fast yeah my bad it is electrocuting you yeah uh twitter allows direct messages between people who don't follow each other why uh, Twitter has eased its restriction on its direct messaging service, now allowing users to send private messages. Users don't follow back. Uh, you can act, now you have to opt into this, I believe. Uh, and you're automatically opted out, so you, this won't happen. But if you turn it on, uh, through the settings menu on Twitter, and check receive direct messages from any follower, you can get them from anybody, guys. No, thank you. Uh, I think if they do this, they need to change it from direct messages to DM needs to stand for dick messages. Yeah, that's what the ladies gonna get. A tons of them. 
redwood city california a former northern california high school student who defended the attempted rape and kidnapping of a teacher as a prank failed to persuade a jury which convicted him on all charges yes david velasquez velasquez 21 was convicted this week in san mateo county mm-hmm. san mateo county y'all uh and said uh i had the prosecutor say he attacked the teacher with a knife in a parking garage at Summit Preparatory Charter School High School in Redwood, California, 2012. What kind of prank is this? Authorities say Velasquez had a fixation for the teacher and had planned to rape her when he covered his face and eyes and surprised the teacher with a knife. The two got into a physical struggle until being interrupted by another instructor who screamed. Velasquez said he was merely trying to scare the teacher with a senior prank. Mm-mm. A prank could be anything. Funny, scary, said Velasquez. According, well, you know how I do, Karen. Sometimes I'll jump out of the closet i'll jump out of a closet jump on top of you rip your clothes off pull a knife out threaten you and be like bitch i kill you if you scream and then i pull off a mask and go oh we have fun you know just a little pranky prank i'll whoop your ass that is not funny (laughs) the attack rocked the students and faculty at the school which is high performing and was ranked as one of america's best by Newsweek in 2011, Velasquez faces a maximum sentence of life in prison and remains in San Mateo County Jail on a million dollars bond. Yeah, I know nothing wrong with this if, if it's funny, but that shit right there, that's not funny. He was testing the limits. Yeah, he was. Uh, doesn't sound like she thought it was too funny. Uh, earlier this year, Brooklyn resident Leroy McCarthy started an online petition to name a local street corner at the Biggest Smalls, specifically an intersection near the late rapper's childhood home. The petition gained enough strength to be brought to a community board hearing yesterday and DNA info reports. The board members were so, weren't so keen on dedicating part of the neighborhood to the man responsible for the 10 crack commandments. <laughs> In fact, they, they complained that Biggie was too criminal, too misogynistic and weirdly too physically unfit to deserve the tribute. Oh, he would help it. CB2 member Lucy Coden said she looked up to the rapper's history. She looked up the rapper's history and read what she had learned to the full board on Tuesday night. He started selling drugs at 12. He was a high school dropout at 17. He was arrested for drugs and weapon charges. He was arrested for parole violation. He was arrested in North Carolina for crack cocaine in 1996. He was again arrested for assault. He had a violent death and physically the man was not exactly a role model for youth. She said, I don't know how this guy was a role model and frankly, it offends me. Here's the thing. One, I understand where she's coming from. Let me just say that first. Uh, yeah. And I kind of, you know, I agree to a certain extent. Like, to an extent. He is promoting a lot of negative bullshit uh, with his music and stuff. As much as I love the dude and think he can rap his ass off, mm-hmm. he's not exactly a role model. And I don't know that you name a street after a dude like this. That being said... Y'all need to go take down a lot of these street names then because there's a lot of motherfuckers with shit named after them in America that don't exactly have the best background. Ain't that the truth? You know, I think we covered a story on this show where there's a district that has a school named after a Confederate leader of like the KKK and shit. And it's a mostly black school at this point, And they won't take the name and change it to something more positive. Shit, same after name after slave owners. Mm-hmm. St- stuff that's named after people that have killed people before, and all this stuff. And it's funny how people pick and choose what's considered historic and what's not considered historic. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know. It just it just upsets me because you go, okay, 
and I, and I, now I, I agree with what you said about Biggie, but it's one of those things where you go, word, if you're not on our him, y'all need to change some of these other names. I don't also. get what him being fat has to do with it. Oh, him being fat has shit nothing to do with the like, goddamn that, that really seems like she lost everything right there, but... Uh, I do get why she would say this dude was a criminal and we're not going to put his name on the corner of the street. You know, I get why. Um, some people are just not going to care. No. Um, but it's up to the constituents to elect somebody that will let it happen if it's that big of a deal to them. And that's true too now. Uh, you know, it is synonymous with Brooklyn and all this shit, but you know, it's probably better that this didn't happen because fucking hipsters will be doing the Harlem Shake videos on the corner of Biggie and Pac street oh yes they will and then all the people i know that are from brooklyn will be fucking pissed because they'll be like they gentrifying everything y'all they even took biggest malls from us so maybe it's better that the shit didn't they even get, took the street yeah didn't get renamed um all right let's let's get into some games and stuff because uh we gotta you know gotta wrap up at some point um cool. i don't even think i have a fucking with black people today oh um, shit uh so did you not find one Everybody gets the day off uh, from fucking with black people. Shit, maybe that should have counted. The big, ah! maybe the biggest shit should have counted, right? Yes. All right. Well, let's. They were fucking with them black people. They were fucking with them blacks. They were fucking with fucking with black people. That's right. They were fucking with black people in that yeah. big article that we just read. I guarantee you, a lot of people are outraged about that. Yeah, because uh, you know the white hipsters don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I would give that. They probably won't know who the fuck Biggie is. I'm only going to give that a 25 out of 100, though, because most of her reasoning is 100% solid. That's true. Yeah, I mean, unless Brooklyn, and I don't know because I don't live in Brooklyn, but unless Brooklyn got like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer... Uh, Marilyn Monroe Street. I then I I'm ah. I really don't see the argument for why this needs to happen. So okay, cool. Just don't name nothing else after anybody with a sketchy history and uh stay consistent and you'll be fine. Let's see how long that keeps up. Guess the race. Guess the race time. Guess the race. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show crossing all the podcast land where we play different articles from around the country and we ask you, the audience, today to guess the race of the people involved. Audience, are you ready in the chat room to play? Good. I know you racist motherfuckers can't wait. (laughs) That was like, fuck all this other shit. Let's get to the racism. Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. A man who stabbed his mother to death Friday evening told authorities that God told him to do it. Uh, No, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you know it's not true, Karen? I just know. No, that makes no sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Well, how can you say? Did it make sense when uh, he told uh, that dude to to, to kill his kid? No, that didn't make sense In the Bible? It was in the Bible, though, Karen. Yes. I don't know. Maybe he was talking to him. You you don't know what you don't know what he sounded like. Son, it's me, the Lord. Kill that bitch. Hmm. P. 
pick up a knife and kill that bitch now. No. So sayeth I in the name of myself. You did that because you wanted to, sweetie. Authorities in Pennell County said 65-year-old Rhonda Thompson, uh, Rhonda Thomas died and her 63-year-old sister was injured after Thomas's son, 38-year-old Joseph Cecil, attacked both women with a knife. Pennell County Sheriff spokesman Tim Gaffney said Cecil only stopped his brutal attack when a neighbor intervened, hitting Cecil with a shovel to subdue him. But if God told you to do something, Karen, you don't question him. You just do it. He did that because he wanted to. What is faith? Hmm? What is faith if not doing what the Lord say? <laughs> Gaffney said the sheriff's deputies arrived around 6 p.m. to find a blood-covered woman in the front yard and Cecil lying on the ground with a man standing over him with a shovel. Inside the home, deputies found Thomas with multiple stab wounds. Daphne said Thomas was taken to Casa Grande Regional Medical Center where she later died. Her 63-year-old sister was taken by air ambulance to Phoenix Area Hospital where she is in stable condition. Sheriff Paul Babu, Babu, I don't know how you pronounce that, had it had it not said had it not been for the intervention of the neighbor who stopped the attack he would have undoubtedly had another homicide victim of course when homicide detectives arrived joseph cecil uh they asked him why you stabbed these two victims he said god told me to do it mm-hmm. praise god mm-hmm. he was stabbing them like this is for my people down here in the bus stop you know what i'm saying it's all good it's all good i don't think it went like that i probably did uh, but in you don't feel mind, me though. Yes, yes. Cecil was booked into the Penal County Adult Detention Center on charges of first degree murder, attempted murder, and aggravated assault. Guess the race of Joseph C- Cecil, disciple of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The first person to be shot on Biggie Ave and Park Boulevard, two blocks from MLK, black. Uh-huh. Rod told me to do it. Black praise Rod. Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> A pink toe with a direct line to white Jesus. Oh, Lord. One whose church has more than five words in it. Ah! <laughs> Guess of the 700 Club white. Glock black. White as Carlton Banks clothes. Correct answer ah, is. <laughs> Pat, Pat Robertson disciple. Correct answer is white. So. White. Just white, you got it correct. Some of you guys guess black. black. The thing is, man, like I'm going to put the article in the chat room. You guys can click on it and see his picture for yourself. Or I'll, maybe I'll just put his, uh, I'll just put his uh, picture in there. But like, it's one of those times where you really just go, um, how did you not know your son would kill y'all? Like he looks like a killer, dog. Like, this dude look like a killer. He got neck tattoos. He got some weird type of strange shit in his beard. Um, he just looked like I can't wait to kill my mom. Like that. Like I, I feel like the Lord is gonna make this happen for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, Karen. That's right. Um, he wanted to do that. God didn't tell him that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what he says. Okay, Karen. He says he the Lord he told him. Mm-hmm. And if I'm you not believe that, you believe all the parts in the Bible when they say a burning bush told people to like do shit like. But now in 2013, the Lord just stopped I'm telling not, people what to do. I'm drawing my line at that one. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Some of y'all not true believers. I see. 
So I guess if God told you to stab me in my sleep, you wouldn't do it. No. Okay. All right. Well, I guess only one of us getting to heaven. Oh Lord. So I would stab. Do I need to keep an up. eye open on you? I'm. I mean, if the Lord tells me to, Karen, you just got to go, man. You know, it's he got a plan. He works in mysterious, murderous ways. Mm-hmm. Murder, very murderous yeah, ways. So when, so when it all go down and. You stab me and I fight back and I mess around to kill you. God didn't tell me to do that. I did it because you was trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Police arrested an apartment resident at the maintenance personnel working in an attic discovered holes in the ceiling above his neighbor's apartment. Police have identified the suspect as Carlos Perez, 26. Uh, Tulsa police found holes in the ceiling of several more apartments at Tower Crossing Apartments. They also found a steak knife, pepper spray, women's panties, a wig, unused condoms, and pornographic material in the attic. Oh, my. He did plan on doing some things, didn't he? The woman who lived in the first apartment told officers her personal items had been disappearing for more than a year. Oh, shit. Where are my panties at? Oh, so when people be like, my shirt is missing or something is missing, it ain't because it got lost in that black hole that's in your dryer? I guess not. It's because uh, people were sleeping People actually in. taking them. Police said there were only two access points to the attic, and one was in the victim's apartment, the other was in Perez's. In addition, police said a hole had been cut into a firewall to allow the neighbors uh, access to the neighbor's apartment. <gasps> so, hopefully there's no fires, because it's burning through. Police said Perez admitted to cutting several holes in the neighbor's ceiling and also entered her apartment to steal underwear. Police booked him in Tulsa County Jail on several complaints of burglary and peeping Tom. Perez is being held without bond on request of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Guess the race of Carlos Perez, Peeping Tom. Cinco de Mayo lover. Oh, that's more than a Peeping Tom. Ted Cruz, one who stuffed those stolen pennies in a pañata to st- smuggle across the border. Oh. Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Goya abuser. Mexican is refried beans. Oh. One who made it. Past the Rio, ole, ole, ole. <laughs> the correct answer is Latino. Latino. Yep, you guys all got it right. Nobody missed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Reverend James McGonagall, pastor of the West Side Cleveland Catholic Church, was charged today with soliciting sex while being HIV positive. Wow. How does a pastor get a, did, was it a blood transfusion or am I missing something? Did the Catholic church change the fucking policy? Like what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Man, it's really got to suck to be an altar boy at his place. Bad. He had been arrested Friday at Edgewater Park in the incident report released today. An off-duty Cleveland Metro Parks ranger said McGonagall offered the ranger $50 to help him get off. And then expose himself. <laughs> Can you help me get off, son? Ah! For ten Hail Marys and three blowjobs is what I. <laughs> That's my going price. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put this picture on screen, too, so you guys can see something. But, um, yeah, he's like, look, man, blow me or what? What are we going to do? We fucking or what? Um, get, he said, help me get off. And then he exposed himself and started stroking his Johnson oh my all God. while sitting inside his late model Jeep SUV. 
the report said mcgonagall had three sex devices in his jeep when he was arrested around 12 45 p.m wow the priest 68 years old was released on a personal bond from cleveland 68 he's been getting it in for a very long time yeah viagra's the devil the cleveland city jail this morning uh, other media reports said he has not been arraigned as the charges were not filed until around noon mcgonagall has been a pastor at saint ignatius of antioch church on lorraine avenue and west boulevard and corner biggest malls since the, ah! since the mid 1980s he's been a priest uh since 1971 at a mass this evening at the church the only mention of the incident was at the start when a lector greeted 140 people in attendance today we pray for this parish and our pastor oh y'all stay praying hey man you got accused of trying to fuck some people let's pray for him y'all just keep giving him money St. Ignatius was on the chopping block in March 2009 when the Catholic Diocese of Cleveland decided to close a number of parishes. Uh, their parishioners and their pastor, however, were able to convince Bishop Richard Lennon to keep open the church, which was tower, has a tower and steeple, and that can be seen from many parts of the city's west side. After the mass, parishioners approached for comment, decli- decided to, to decline to talk. Of course. McGonagall was also charged with public indecency and abusing harmful intoxicants. The report said inside the Jeep was a bottle that contained an intoxicant during the questioning after his arrest. The priest said he brought, bought the product at a sex shop and the smells, the smells, the contents to get a, a buzz. I oh put a, my. I put a picture of what he, what he had that on the police report. Picture. It's yeah. called pig sweat. Okay. Pig sweat. That's what the hell that is. Mm-hmm. It's leather cleaner. Uh, you're supposed to sniff it and it makes your orgasms better. And the picture is a pig in leather chaps with his ass hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like this little piggy was going to the sex market. Yeah, this little piggy had his ass out. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the wolf came and blew on his house three times, if you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Uh. <laughs> Later Friday, they McGonagall all the way home. <laughs> Later on Friday, McGonagall told workers at the jail that he is HIV positive. The report said McGonagall made eye contact with the ranger as the priest drove his black SUV into a parking lot at Edgewater. The ranger was off duty and wearing civilian clothes. Man, so if this really was a sexual transaction, this dude was going to end up blowing a guy that was HIV positive. Like, wow, that's not good. The ranger said he walked to a trail, then looked back and saw McGonagall had rolled down the driver's side window of the Jeep and was tapping on the door frame and waving at him. The ranger wrote that he continued walking until he was out of sight, waited two minutes, then headed back. By then, the report said McGonagall was pulling out to leave the area, but returned to the parking spot when he saw the man returning. When the ranger got near the Jeep, the two began to talk with McGonagall saying he was cruising. So this wasn't even like an undercover operation, like, it sounds like the guy was just having a walk in the park or something. Well, I don't get it. How did he get busted? Well, he not take flagged the dude down. The dude left, probably doing his rounds or whatever. Some of that dude was working. Swapped back around. Was like, nigga, you still here? And yeah. He started talking to him. And you know, then he ended up getting, getting arrested. For one, the dude now is going. Do I look gay? Why this dude like? Because he was so convinced I was gay, he stopped by twice. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, I don't like, know if I, was, was uh, I sashaying or what? I know. I, I need to question myself. Two, like, how fucking, like, 
annoying do you have to be to make a guy have to fill out that report because it sounds like he was like no gay dude i'm working just leave me the fuck alone and he's like no seriously i need you suck my dick for fifty dollars and he was like god damn it now i gotta fill out a report work i did not plan on doing this my shift was almost over i gotta call this shit in yes and now i'll be the laughing stock of the other place because now i'm the dude that, 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 that you hit on the report said the rangers asked mcgonagall if he wanted to go for a walk but the priest declined stating that he knew of people who had been arrested in the park by rangers the ranger wrote that after he refused an offer to get in the jeep the priest the priest suggested that they go to his nearby home the two then shifted the conversation wow. to what McGonagall wanted to know and how much he would pay the report said. So, yeah, then he uh, ended up going to jail. Guess the race of the Reverend James McGonagall, uh, Catholic priest and uh, cruiser for a cruiser. <laughs> Let's check the chat room. And see like what little piggies, this wet, uh, apparently mayo sandwich eater with a side of cheese oh my whiter than the audience in steve harvey's new talk show white as <laughs> a tea party gathering pervert priest white white man who definitely had the thing adam and eve won't say mick whitey oh. trying to spread hiv with the word of god hold my healing stick while i wear my green bay packers hat oh ted haggard looking to get his sausage slurped horse hand jobber <laughs> horse hand jobber <laughs> Correct answer is, of course, white. Are you flagging down with the park rangers? Well, you know what that music means, Karen. It's time for the bonus round. Double the points, double the raise. Double the points, double the raise. That's right, guys. It's time for double the points, double the race in the bonus rounds of Guess the Race. Let's see who's nervous and who's come to win. All right. Here's here's one about a teenager who killed his uncle. Okay, guys. He was tired of his uncle's bullshit, and then he said, Your uncle, you got to go. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. It happens, Karen. You never know what these kids these days charged in the death of his uncle. Relatives say that the boy pulled the trigger after an argument over chores. Officer Robert Townsend is live outside the Clay County Courthouse where the suspect's being held tonight. Robert? Ty Lee is only 17 years old and he's in the Clay County Jail. Lee is charged with second-degree murder and armed criminal action. Relatives say 37-year-old Robbie Lee recently moved from Oklahoma to live with his brother and two nephews. Family members say Lee loved to ride motorcycles and ATVs. Lee's nephew, Daniel Lee, still lives in Oklahoma. Really good guy. Uh, actually, great guy. A big joker. But relatives say Saturday night was a violent time at the family's Northland home. Police say they went to the house around 6 and found Robbie Lee dead after being shot once in the chest. Family members tell Fox 4 Ty Lee became angry after his father told him he'd have to do more chores around the house because his uncle, Robbie Lee, recently underwent surgery on his shoulder. Shelly Lee, the victim's sister, also lives in Oklahoma. He said he stepped out of the room and Ty grabbed the gun and just... Lee told police his uncle called him lazy. Relatives say after the shooting, Ty Lee went outside on the family's porch and waited for police to arrive. I, I couldn't believe that, you know. 
He seemed like a nice enough kid. Lee is being held on a $750,000 bond. He heads to court on Wednesday. Robert Townsend, Fox 4 News, working for you. Robert, thank you. University of Missouri. All right, guys. Let's guess the race of uh, uh, the sad tragedy that didn't have to happen. Sure didn't. Yeah, yeah good ass whooping would have prevented that. <laughs> Yep, good ass women's can solution to everything apparently uh, these days. So um, yeah, you'd have been too afraid to pull the gun out. One who was told not to touch the trim and got mad. Do not touch the trim. Ah! Rare meat eating cowboy boot wearing white, lazy white boy, American American, so racist. Well, Clark Griswold, that is not an answer. One with a crimson colored neck who roots for the crimson tide. Clean my room. I'll clean this gun. White. Ah. Spoiled ginger bumping Eminem playing Grand Theft Auto 5 screaming, fuck you, dad. You know what's funny about this, though, is if you kill somebody because you're too lazy to do the chores, who's going to clean up the crime scene? That's true. You just made more you, work for you yourself. You were lazy enough to pull that trigger because if you was really lazy, you wouldn't have had the time to do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. That's what I said a Republican. Yes. Someone who wanted to increase the debt ceiling, uh, not did until today. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do one last story here, guys. Investigators say that shooting happened here on Deer Lane back on October 5th. The two teenagers in the car dropping off their friends say they immediately realized that the father had a shotgun and didn't seem afraid to use it. Detectives say that's exactly what he did. In a matter of seconds, this salute of man's alleged actions could change his life in a major way. Middlesex investigators say Carlton Walker Jr. is the man who was behind the shotgun the day these two teenagers dropped his daughter off at home. I didn't know he was that crazy. Karina Taylor says things got scary the moment they pulled into her friend's street and Walker, riding in a pickup truck, tailed them closely down the driveway. She says when her boyfriend Ryan Dixon got out of the car and let their friend out, Walker confronted them, shotgun in hand. Nudging him with the um, butt of the gun and was all up in his face and stuff like that. If I tried to move it, then, um, he was going to blow holes in it and make it look like Swiss cheese. So I put the car in drive and um, started to turn around, and as I was pulling off, he, he shot at the car, as you see. The father was either standing in a way where the car was not able to leave, uh, and obviously with a shotgun in his hand, they felt like they couldn't leave, uh, so that's where the abduction charges came in from. This bullet hole's a scary reminder to Taylor and Ryan. This is part of her frantic 911 call for help. Okay, I just want to let you know my, my deputies are literally right around the corner, and they will be there shortly, okay? I'm trying to leave. I'm not trying to okay. get shot at. Major Michael Sampson says all of the drama stems from the fact that Walker's daughter came home two hours past her curfew. He was arrested for crimes that day, including abduction and shooting into an occupied vehicle, a day these teens will never forget. Investigators say Walker is now facing six different charges in connection with this shooting. Reporting six. in Middlesex County, Shelby Brown, CBS 6 News. He should have shot that gun six times then. Sounds like he didn't want anybody having any sex in the middle of his Middlesex County. You know what I'm saying? He sure didn't. Oh, come on, up top. Um, guess the race chat room. Pickup truck and a shotgun, Elma Fudd White says Chief 55. One who saw that her boyfriend was black and that can't happen in his America. 
Oh, Lord. Colored, says Sparger. White, says Terry. The shooter was white. The boyfriend was not, says Joe Spacely. Uh, Well, the correct answer is, if that's all the guesses that's in. uh, Blue, black, says Beauty, beautifully. Uh, The correct answer is, guys, it was a white man. And those that missed it. Now I will say, um, the boyfriend was black. A lot of you guys got that from the context mm-hmm. clues. And uh I can't front, man. Part of me was like, I wonder if he shoots that car if it's two hours late and there's some white people in it. Yeah, he's like my pure white arrogant daughter will not be on CP time. I refuse. She won't. Well, we can't leave without talking about sore ratchetness, guys. A domestic dispute led to a highway chase Tuesday morning in Finley. Sheriff's deputy says the suspect, 33-year-old Shane Deb Weber, uh, the Weber, sorry, was armed with a sword. Of course, he was. Deputy said they used a stun gun on the suspect, but it had no effect on him, and he got in his pickup and fled. They tried to use spike strips to stop the Weber, but he avoided them. Oh, smart. He had the need for speed. Yeah, he did. Deputy said they were forced to call out the pursuit because it was too dangerous. Deputy said they returned to the home where the chase started. The suspect eventually returned. He was seen driving down Bowles Road with his lights off at 100 miles an hour. (gasps) Before DeWeber hit two park patrol cars. Oh, shit. After the crash, Deputy said DeWeber crawled out of the truck and charged at two officers. Damn, this motherfucker was a Highlander. One of them stunned him. There be one. <laughs> one of them stunned him. It had little effect. They took him into custody after a brief struggle. No officers was were he hurt. On drugs, too? He must have been. The Weber was taken to the hospital where he's listed in stable condition in the ICU. He, <laughs> they beat the shit out of him. Yes, and that's one thing about uh about I guess being on drugs things like that. Cause for some reason you like become invincible. You can mm. fly and shit and take shit off and crash cars and take officers down and. But yeah, they was like, "Oh, really? Where you hit police? You hit my car? Now my car got to be in the shop for two weeks. I'm beating that money out your ass." He faces charges of attempted burglary, multiple counts of felony assault, and one, and uh, an officer in. The- on an officer and felony eluding of the police of a police vehicle both control patrol cars were destroyed there is an actual picture i will put it in the oh, chat wow yeah yeah it, 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 it is pretty bad um I, i'll put it in the chat for everybody but like yeah do a hundred miles an hour chase you're you're running around people are you know you're putting the whole city in danger why because you have that sword entitlement you know, that it's the same thing that comes with people that own a sword. All of a sudden they think, oh, the rules don't apply to me. I can drive a hundred miles an hour with my sword trying to fight off cops and shit like that. You know, and if it wasn't for the mercy of the taser, he would be a dead man right now. Say that again. Yep. So, yeah, that's 
that's the episode for today make sure you check out shadow dog productions check out final archive listen to the version with our audio it's only four dollars we'll see you guys saturday morning for the feedback show really appreciate it premium people of course we'll see you guys for balls deep sports on friday and we're gonna mm-hmm. do a nerd off this week yes so we'll be able to get up with you guys through that um everybody else we'll check you guys out on saturday until then i love you you too baby Mwah. <laughs>